Hello, you beautiful nerds. Something you should know about me. I really fucking like horror movies. I'm not like a crazy, deep-diving fanatic, but, you know... I got a Shutter account. I'll be watching horror shit. And zombie movies are some of my favorite of the genre. So after watching Army of the Dead, I felt like talking about all my personal favorite zombie movies. I'm not saying this is a definitive list of the best ever. There are tons of zombie movies, and there's a lot to like about most of them. But these are the ones that I personally keep going back to. Whether you prefer smart zombies, dumb zombies, slow zombies, or fast zombies. It's zombies again. Fast ones or slow ones, sir. There's gonna be at least one movie on this list for you. And if not, maybe Maybe you'll like this video anyway. So you might as well just go ahead and leave a like and subscribe right now. Anyway, enough of the shameless plugs. Let's talk about some zombies. Smoke a little something and drink a little something and get ready for- Number 10, Blood Quantum. Well, that was really fucked up. Much like your typical zombie movie, almost everyone on Earth is being killed by the flesh-eating undead. And the zombie virus is spreading more and more every day. The only people immune to the plague are the indigenous inhabitants of an isolated reserve. You don't really ever see a Native American lead in a movie, much less see a predominantly Native American cast. I mean, I'd be mad about black representation, but goddamn. I mean, can you name the last time you saw a Native American accent something that wasn't directed by Taylor Sheridan? There are some zombie movies that take place during the start of the outbreak. And other zombie movies take place well into the apocalypse and the movie shows how the world has adapted. This one starts with the beginning of the outbreak, then time jumps to six months into it. It's interesting to see how the characters change and how they got used to a world full of zombies compared to the beginning before the whole world turned to shit. So how long were you out there for? I lost track of the time. This scene also did a great job of foreshadowing the outbreak. There's always a discovery moment in these zombie movies, but this was one of the most creative I've ever seen. I don't get surprised much, but this was genuinely something that I had never seen before. You're immune. I'm not. But it's my baby isn't either. There's also been a lot of pregnant people in zombie movies, but this was like the saddest pregnant person zombie movie story. You really pull for this couple and their baby, and I'm, I'm not gonna spoil how it ends, just... Just watch the movie, it's really good. Number nine, Paranorman. This flick follows a kid named Norman Babcock, who has the ability to speak with the dead. In fact, he talks to the dead more than the living. Now that zombies are starting to rise from the grave, and a centuries-old witch's curse is about to come true, only Norman and his friends can stop it. Well, they're not the only ones that can stop it. They're just... Yeah, you know how adults be in these movies. They don't give a shit. This flick is dealing with some mature themes for being a kid's movie about zombies. Paranorman has kind of a touching message about not judging people and how people's fear of something different can turn into hatred and violence. They hurt me! They did something awful, but that doesn't mean you should too! I also gotta give some props to the visuals. The movie looks astonishing, and the animation looks so spectacular in some parts, I struggle to even understand it. But it gets kinda sad in the third act. Like, the plot is low-key about child murder. I was kinda shocked when that revelation came around. It's like, wait, they murdered this little girl? What the fuck? Who wrote this movie? It's also a pretty well-written journey of a kid ultimately understanding the concept of death. It kinda normalizes mortality in a digestible narrative that kids will be able to understand, but maybe not cry about the finality of life after they finish it. Is he dead or what? <laughs> Number 8, Planet Terror. The first time I saw this movie, I kinda didn't like it. But in retrospect, I just had no idea what kind of movie I was in for. This is a movie that doesn't take itself seriously at all. I'm sorry, Romy, but I just don't trust you anymore. And you know the rules. 
I also want your balls. Released as a grindhouse double feature. By the way, America didn't appreciate how amazing this double feature idea was, and frankly, we didn't deserve it. Anyway, this movie was released as a double feature with Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. Death Proof is a pretty grounded movie. I mean, it's campy and it gets really weird with the aesthetic, but it doesn't feel like a fucking adult swim cartoon like Planet Terror does. And again, in retrospect, that's one of the main reasons I love the movie today. It is so dumb and goofy and gross and gross. Like, there is some body horror in this movie that is gruesomely cool. The cast is star-studded, too. It seemed like everyone who was famous at the time wanted to come out and play zombie dress-up. And Rose McGowan is a fucking G in this movie. Never mind zombie movies or horror or any of that shit. This is one of the most iconic costumes in movie history. I have no leg! I made you something. Number seven, Little Monsters. Who remembers how to play tag? Well, those funny looking people out there are it. Dave is a slacker and kind of an asshole. He's also sleeping on his sister's couch and he's almost worn out as welcome. While trying to figure his shit out, he volunteers to chaperone his nephew's kindergarten field trip. Mainly because he thinks Lupita Nyong'o is absolutely gorgeous. And, I mean... Do you not? And while on this perfectly harmless school trip, a zombie outbreak breaks out and the adults struggle to keep the kids calm, safe, and kind of unaware of what's happening. The zombies are not real. I can't stress how great the kids are in this movie. They're kind of what sets the movie apart from other zombie flicks. There's usually so much gore and suspense, there really isn't a space for these kind of cute, funny moments. Even in horror comedies, these funny bits are usually pretty vulgar. But these kids make the movie feel so genuine and weirdly innocent? Is that the right word? I don't know if that's the right word. She's hellbent on making sure that their innocence is not lost by this that by this experience. These characters aren't just fighting for their lives. They're fighting to save these children. Lupita, by the way, is a fucking rock star in this movie. She is far and away the best part of the whole flick. I wish she did more comedies or movies, period, or all the movies. Can we just put her in all the movies, please? This was a surprisingly cute movie that actually had me crying at the end. What can I say? Kids, they get me. Number six, Zombieland. Time to nut up or shut up. Horror comedy, I think, is really great when done right. And this movie has the right amount of fun, gore, and heart. It's kind of like the scream of zombie movies. While it's not a full-on spoof, it does kind of poke fun at some of the tropes that are commonly used in popular zombie flicks, while simultaneously being a love letter to the genre. The characters are written well enough and they're really endearing, but after you see the failed Amazon Zombieland pilot, you'll have a much better appreciation for the cast and this director. We got taken high hostage by a 12 year old little girls mature way faster than boys everyone remembers the bill murray scene because it's so freaking iconic but the main cast are what make the movie really special probably why this cameo in zombieland 2 didn't hit how i think it should have maybe if they got michael Sarah and matthew mcconaughey zombieland manages to reuse every trope that makes us love zombie movies without feeling like a spoof or a lifeless imitation it's just a glorious send-up to american zombie movies that somehow manages to be its own thing this is now the united states of zombieland Number five, Train to Busan. An absentee dad has to take his daughter on a train ride. 
Try to guess where. The kid is more than happy to go because her dad sucks, but she does wish her dad wanted to spend more time with her. Aww. This all couldn't happen at a worse time because while in transit to his ex-wife's house, a zombie pandemic erupts and it seems like the safest place in all of South Korea is a speeding train. And that's not really, like, it's, it's not that safe. I don't watch a lot of foreign language films. My dumb brain has trouble following the subtitles and the action on the screen, but Korean films are the fucking shit. There's just something about the style and the narrative structure of Korean film that is so refreshingly ambitious compared to most American films. And Train to Busan's take on the zombie epic is a great example. This movie doesn't reinvent the horror wheel or anything, but it does add a suspenseful twist to the genre by setting the whole thing in an incredibly claustrophobic place. It forces the movie to come up with clever ways for our heroes to navigate each obstacle in the story. Director Yen San Ho really knows how to build tension and keep you on edge. <laughs> Number four, Shaun of the Dead. What's the matter, David? I'm taking a shortcut before. This movie is kind of like one of those older Adam Sandler movies, but with zombies. You know the kind I'm talking about. Lovable man-child who is curiously strong realizes how immature he's been when he gets dumped by his girlfriend, and now he's on a hilarious journey of self-discovery but also with zombies. Though they poke fun at a lot of zombie tropes, this isn't like a spoof or an homage or anything. It's just a funny flick that happens to be about a zombie outbreak. This isn't the only horror comedy on the list, but it's definitely the best shot comedy. Edgar Wright is one of my favorite directors. He doesn't have a huge filmography, but I thoroughly enjoyed all of his films. Even the ones that are hard to rewatch for reasons that aren't really his fault. But this is a great film. The first in the iconic Cornetto trilogy, Wright introduces us to his distinct style and shows off his slick camera work. At first, I didn't buy that he'd want to have his zombified friend living with him, but he did have to shoot his mom in the face earlier, so... Pretty sure he's insane now. After all this time, this still may be my favorite Edgar Wright film, and definitely my favorite zombie comedy. <laughs> Number three, Dawn of the Dead. If I ever turn into one of those things, do me a favor, blow my fucking head off. Oh, yeah, you can count on that. I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen the original Dawn of the Dead from the 70s, but it's fucking not good. It's definitely my least favorite film in the trilogy. But this movie is actually pretty incredible. This was written by the now super famous James Gunn and directed by the now super famous Zack Snyder. Both of these guys are doing what they do best and it kind of makes me wish they worked together more now that they're both in the superhero movie game. I don't know if this is the first zombie movie I ever saw, but it was definitely the first one to give me nightmares. This one kind of got me into horror as a kid. It was scary as fuck, but the characters were fun, and I think Kid Me also loved the idea of living in a mall while periodically killing zombies. We also get this fun, but admittedly kind of weird cameo from Keenan Rockmore's dad. He was in the original Dawn of the Dead, and Kale busted a tomato on his chest. The camaraderie of this ensemble really carries the film. Between all the action sequences, you gotta have a reason to give a shit about your main characters, and the cast is pretty stellar, for the most part. Some actors are better than others. I said get the fucking gun out of my face! George A. Romero is the grandfather of zombie movies, but in my personal opinion, Dawn of the Dead was a respectful and kinda original remake that managed to breathe some much needed life into the zombie genre. Breathe life into zombies? Is that like... Is that a contradiction? Number two, the girl with all the gifts. What am I? 
We don't really have a term for it. This flick follows a little girl named Melanie, one of many kids who were born zombies, so they can talk and act normal other than their thirst for human flesh. Melanie is particularly special because she's able to sustain her urges better than others. There are some people who are adamant about specific zombie rules. Uh, the slow zombies are uh, a wonderful metaphor for the anxiety of human mortality, and fast zombies are gay. <clears throat> but zombies are a made-up thing. I don't mind when people come up with new rules for zombies. And this one was not only cool as fuck, it was also really, really well-paced. I talk about pacing a lot, and what I mean by that is that the story has a sense of momentum to where every scene felt like it was moving the story along. We've all been watching a movie, and you'll see a scene, and after it's over, you'll be like, hmm. That scene was kind of boring and stupid. You never really get that feeling watching this flick. Five minutes in, you're intrigued and want to know what the fuck is going on. 20 minutes in, you're like, okay, I get the concept, but I want to know more. 30 minutes in, there's the inciting incident, and boy is it inciting. And then the movie never really lets up from there. It's got a lot of fantastic action sequences, but it never loses its focus, which is the humanity of the children. I also love that there are a lot of black characters in this movie, but the movie isn't about blackness. Like, the zombie apocalypse is isn't a metaphor for slavery or racism or London's West Indian community. It's just a zombie movie with an interesting premise that has a diverse cast. If anything, it's a commentary on society as a whole and how we routinely do shit that actively combats our own well-being. And maybe the only way to stop the cycle of self-destruction is a clean slate. But you know, what does that even look like, right? What am I? Hope. That's what you are. Number one, Night of the Living Dead. Get the hell down in the cellar. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. I love this movie, but not just because it's good. It's also incredibly important in the scope of cinematic history. This isn't the first zombie movie ever, but it's certainly what made them so popular. All the rules about zombies that are ingrained into our subconscious were created in this film. Everything that we have seen can be traced right to this film. And I was kind of just blew my mind that the tone was set so early and also surprising how we haven't really deviated that much from it. And on top of all that, this movie came out in 1968, arguably the worst year in American history. Bobby Kennedy was assassinated immediately after winning the Democratic primary. Malcolm X and John F. Kennedy were both slain a few years before. The Vietnam War was going on, killing 50 American servicemen a day. An FBI informant was conspiring to imprison and eventually murder Black Panther members. The 1968 DNC was a calamitous calamity where police beat the shit out of helpless teenagers for having the audacity to not like war, and Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. All of these things had Americans frustrated, angry, and emotionally exhausted. This film that depicts a black man saving a bunch of white people from the dangers of a zombie outbreak was groundbreaking if for no other reason that it had never really been done before. There aren't a lot of genre films to this day that star a black person who's the smartest guy in the room. That was the first time I probably saw somebody black in a movie and they weren't a criminal and they weren't a gangster and they were the hero. The ending is especially haunting. After surviving the onslaught of the undead all night long, Ben is mistaken for a zombie and killed by local police. The imagery is so chilling for a number of reasons and it makes the film itself more poignant than even the filmmakers realize. Dwayne Jones, the actor who played Ben, was very concerned and almost the only one who was concerned about his being African-American. We were going, hey, come on, man, it's 1968. This, we're, all, we're, we're, we're all past all of that. 
Little did we know, right? We were driving it to New York to show it to potential distributors. We heard driving in the car on the radio that Martin Luther King had been assassinated. This zombie flick is scary, tragic, and innovative. And it just so happens to be one of the first to ever do it. And that's why Night of the Living Dead is my favorite zombie movie of all time. Alright, that's it for this video. But what's your favorite zombie movie? Hell, what's your top 10? I know it's not the same as mine. That's like mathematically impossible. There's just, there's too many zombie movies. But let me know your favorite. Is 28 Days Later on your list? Yeah, I bet it is. Before you go watch another video of people reacting to the Invincible pilot, no! don't forget to leave a like on this video. Anyway, stay safe, my little undead brain eaters, and may the force be with you.